gospel message. Today's gospel message is taken from a few references in the Bible. The first reference is the story that we know well that's taken from Luke chapter 10, and this is the story of the two sisters, Mary and Martha. And we know that in that Luke chapter 10, Jesus went to visit at their house and Martha received him. Well, they both received him and I'll just read it. I'll read from verse 38 to the end. Now it came to pass as they went that they entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus's feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away. So if we go now to Matthew 6, uh, verse 33, again, well, we'll start from 31. And this is another verse that uh, we, we hear a lot and is preached in so many different sermons. And this is the verse, or these are the verses that read, Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, and what shall we drink? Wherewith shall we be clothed? For after all these things doth the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So what brought me to these two verses actually was the story about King Solomon. Again, another story that many of us are familiar with because it has been preached and ref referenced in so many messages. And this is the when um, Solomon was called, anointed it after uh, to, to replace his father David uh, upon his death. And... It came to a point when Solomon had a dream, and uh, this is from 1 Kings chapter 3, and starting from verse 5, it says Solomon had a dream, and in the dream, the Lord appeared to him and said, told Solomon to ask what he wanted the Lord to give him, and the Lord would give him whatever it was that he asked. And then from verse 6, it reads, and Solomon said, Thou hast showed unto thy servant David, my father, great mercy, according as he walked before thee in truth and in righteousness and in uprightness of heart with thee. And thou hast kept for him this great kindness, that thou hast given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. Verse 7, And now, O Lord my God, Thou hast made thy servant king instead of David my father, and I am but a little child. I know not how to go out or to come in. 
and thy servant is in the midst of thy people which thou hast chosen, a great people that cannot be numbered nor counted for multitude. Verse 9, Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people that I may discern between good and bad. So I'm sure you see the correlation between these three Bible passages that I've referenced. Here are three occasions where we see one option and we see another option. In, in, the, in the story of the sisters, we have the Lord going into a home where both were eager to receive him, but where one sister did all the running around, again, not a terrible thing to do trying to take care of a guest, trying to be hospitable. But the Lord said, even with all that, even knowing the intentions of Martha, he said, Mary had chosen the better thing. And what was the better thing? To sit down at his feet and receive his word. The Lord had come to give a message. He came to visit, but he was on a mission. His mission wasn't necessarily to come and eat food. His mission was to minister, to do the will of the Father, to, to share the gospel. And he said, Mary, the whole time he was there, though she could have been running around and do the things that women are customarily known to do, or even it could have been anybody just trying to make him feel at home, trying to feel make him feel welcome. He said the good thing, the needful thing was that Mary was willing to sit still in, in apt attention and receive his word. And then in the passage from, from Matthew, again, the, it first started out by talking about all the things we have need of, our tendency as human beings in the capacity of life to worry to worry about what we're going to eat, to worry about what we're going to drink, to worry about what we're going to wear, to worry about where we're going to live. We as human beings, we have this capacity and this tendency to worry. Now, we who are Christians, even though we say we believe in God, even though we say we trust God, we still, by virtue of our human nature, by virtue of habit, we are prone to worry. And then the Lord is telling us, so even though we have, quote unquote, cause to worry, and therefore that presents itself as an option. He's given us another option. He's given us another option. He says, I know you have need of those things. I created you. I'm aware. There's nothing you are asking me for that I'm not aware that you need. But what I want you to do instead, instead of running around and scrambling, you know, like the Martha, scrambling to ask for this, ask for this, petition for this, petition for that. He said, seek ye first my kingdom and everything I will add to you. So the needful there, just as the needful for Mary was to sit at his feet, the needful in this situation was to seek first the kingdom of God. And then he would now add everything that we needed. So nothing was going to be lost. When Jesus was the guest in the house, he wasn't going to call Martha a bad hostess if she didn't sit at his feet. Nothing was going to be lost. But the needful to him, as opposed to the scrambling around, was to get that which does not perish, which is the word, 
food is going to perish. Houses are going to get dirty. Plates are going to get stained. But he wants us to receive his word, which again cannot be taken away from us. So now in here we are with King Solomon. And as the passage is telling us, Solomon could have asked for anything. The Lord is saying anything he could have asked for. The Lord gave him a blank check, right? The figure. But instead, Solomon came to the Lord with humility and he said, Give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge your people, Lord. Not my people, not my kingdom, your people. He acknowledged the sovereignty of God and God was so pleased that Solomon did the needful the needful, the way Mary did the needful, the needful, the way he expects us to do it in Matthew 6, to seek first his kingdom. Because Solomon did the needful, and verse 11 tells us what God said, and God spoke, said unto him, because thou hast asked for this thing, and hast not asked for thyself long life, neither hast asked for riches for thyself, nor hast asked the life of thine enemies, but hast asked for thyself understanding, to discern judgment. Behold, I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given thee a wise and an understanding heart, so that there was none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any like rise unto thee. But what he now said, he says, but I have now also given you what you did not ask for, both riches and honor, so that there shall be not be any among the kings like unto thee. See, so this is again, all these things shall be added unto you. Seek first the kingdom of God. Solomon sought an understanding heart so that he could do right by God when it came to judging his people. He did the needful. He sought first the kingdom of God and its righteousness. And what did God do in return? He added all the other things unto him. The Lord knows what we need. The Lord knows what our hearts are eager to do. But he asks us in all these examples, these three different correlations, to seek him first. Seek him first. Seek his righteousness. Seek his word. Seek his instruction. Seek understanding. Seek an understanding heart. Seek his wisdom. In whatever capacity we are, we serve in this world, in our households as mothers, as wives, as husbands, as homeowners, as patrons, out in the society, as human beings who need food, clothing, and shelter, who need our jobs, who need to be able to pay our bills, who need good health and health care and all the things that come with life. And also for those of us out in the world doing work, we work for corporations. Some of us are teachers, we're doctors, we're judges, we're lawyers, we're court staff, we're students, we're homemakers, we're in the PTA. Where in corporate America, wherever we find ourselves out there, God still wants us to represent him, 
to seek for a heart of understanding and understanding heart so that in whatever capacity that we are placing in this world, it will be our desire to glorify his name in that place. If I'm a doctor, let me be a doctor that all that I am and all that I do glorifies God. If I'm a teacher, if I'm a salesman, if I'm an accountant, if I'm a nurse, if I'm, I'm, I'm a student, if I'm a lawyer, if I'm a judge, if I'm a paralegal, if I'm a homemaker, if I'm a daycare worker, wherever we find ourselves vocationally, God expects us to seek the wisdom, not only to do our jobs with excellence, but to glorify him as we do our jobs. So just, we don't have to be preachers full-time or church workers full-time to glorify God in our vocation. No matter where we work or what type of vocation that we are associated with or employed in, even the students, God still expects us to seek first his righteousness. He knows all of our day-to-day needs. He knows it better than we do, newsflash, because we can only think of what we think we need. He knows the extent of it, and he knows what we will need in the future far beyond when we can even start to fathom or even calculate those needs. So the Lord is telling us this in the story of the sisters In the story in Matthew, where he's telling us to seek first and no longer worry. And of course, in this story of King Solomon, where King Solomon could have asked for anything, but he asked for an understanding heart so that he would be able to rule the children of God and discern with a righteous discernment that can only be given by God. So this is the lesson for us. It's a beautiful lesson. It's a valuable lesson. And as we go on in this new year, Let this be our prayer that we would do the needful as far as putting God first, his word, his will. We will not worry about our day-to-day, but seek God, knowing and trusting that he will supply our day-to-day. And in our work, in our school, in our vocations, let us also ask for an understanding heart, for wisdom, for courage, for strength, whatever it is that we need in the course of that vocation so that all that we are and all that we do will will bring glory to the name of our God. And may we continue to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.